Welcome to Dynasty Theory, your source for everything Dynasty fantasy football. With your hosts, John Bauer. I'm looking to sell everybody price dependent. Dan LaMagna. Too much dysfunction in Cleveland. And Mitch Sorensen. Well, it's hard to compete with excellence. Our last episode before the NFL draft. So I'm extra <laughs> hyped. I am extra hyped tonight. I am joined. We're going to mix it up for everybody. Mitch Sorensen at DinoMC on Twitter. What's up, Mitch? What's up? We need to get me out of the way so we could talk about what happened with Dan this past week. Yeah. I don't even know if he he's talking about his mini Cooper. Yeah. So, uh, Mitch, nice to have you on the show, as always. And then, what was it? The Fantasy Nation. No, it was Number like a... one overall draft rankings from 2021. It, they came out over the last... Uh, you know, four or five days and I'm scrolling and I'm looking for, for Mitch and myself and I'm still scrolling to this day, but you don't have to scroll very far to see who was number one, Dan, buddy. What Impressive. That was one of those feel good moments this week. And it was like, I think it was like Friday and I'm, I'm off for the Easter holiday and we're over at the mother-in-law's house and we're finding the Easter eggs. And I, and, and I get the call during the middle of the Easter egg hunt and uh, Hey, you know, finding out that I, Finish first. I set him before the season, and to my surprise, it, it all worked out. Second in quarterbacks and first in running backs, receivers, and tight end. And you know, Mitch, the consummate team player there. I, I think it was it was the year before. It was the first year I did these rankings. I was like, Mitch, you think I should do this? You know, as Mitch has gotten, you know, he recruited me into this dynasty. Uh, sure did. Gig, gig, gig here, you know. And JB, you know, you, you took me in like your adopted son, and here we are. I was like, Mitch, should I do these rankings, and I so I did. And then last last season, it just hit, boys. It hit, and I, I I'm, I'm pumped about it. There, I, I dethroned Jeff Ratcliffe, man, who won it last year, and uh, he was he was still in the hunt there. I think he was number he was in the top ten, I believe. So it feels good to take take the crown. Well, that's awesome. Very happy for you. Representing us, representing Dynasty to, Theory, boys. We had to throw the Dynasty Theory name on that. So while we are happy for Dan, it's a team effort because somebody had to bring up the rear, and that was Mitch and myself. Hey, we weren't that low. We weren't that low. Pretty low. But like I said, this is enough singing Dan's praises. This is our last episode before the 2022 <laughs> NFL draft. I cannot wait. We've been talking about this for months. We're doing a, a live draft, not even a show. Just a hangout, watch party, uh, different games lined up next Thursday and Friday. We'll be, like I keep saying, probably 11, 12 hours total between the two days. So I'm really looking forward to that. That's going to be in our Discord with all of our patrons. So no show next Tuesday. But we do have a few things we want to talk about. And it relates to the NFL draft, but not, not necessarily the rookies per se. We want to talk about the veterans that could potentially maybe not necessarily be displaced altogether, but there is going to be that change in value here throughout the offseason. Of course, no games being played anytime soon, but from a market perspective, we are going to see a change for so many players. So as we're running through these lists and talking about these players, I know there's a lot of people in the live chat right now on YouTube and I know you guys have players that you've been thinking of that are on your minds. Drop them in there. Whether it's, hey, I, I think this is going to happen. Hey, I think so-and-so could take a running back, a quarterback, whatever. We want to hear about it. We want to talk about it. 
but we do have a few players as well. So Mitch, throw some guys out here. Uh, if you just want to throw one to start or go through your whole list. Whoa, 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 Dan, Dan. I'm, I'm just Dan. throwing the challenge flag at every name Mitch brings up. So I'm just getting that that challenge out of the way now. Go ahead, Mitch. Well, I'll start right. with the good one then. Michael Gallup. You know, I well, wait, did I did I even say the actual prompt about oh, did I say probably I, not? No, I, yeah. I, I'm too I, excited, man. I, I am so excited. These are guys that we potentially are looking to move prior to the NFL draft. Yes. Yes. There we go. There we go. So, I rambled for 20 minutes here. Let, Dan hear can Mitch. throw the flag later about Michael Gallup. And this has nothing to do with really the Cowboys or Michael Gallup itself. It's I'm afraid that Jerry Jones really is going to go and draft Burks in the first round. And I if actually, that. I'd be surprised if they don't go wide receiver. I agree with you. That's what I'm thinking. And my worry is you're going to have, we know how dynasty managers think now. CD lamb, first round pick, whatever rookie they draft first round pick, Michael Gallup coming back from injury. What's his value going to be at that point? I think really this week could be the highest we see his value. Unless they do not draft a wide receiver in the top two rounds. And then we'll see him probably hold value. But I think it's going to be pretty hard for him to exceed the value that he has right now. So in my view, that's why I'm trying to move off some of my gallops right now, just trying to hedge a little bit. Because this is one to where I really think there's a lot of smoke there. And I think they're going to draft a wide receiver. Here's my issue with that. And I know Dan is just ready to rock and roll and talk about his Dallas Cowboys. But here's my issue with that. I, I'm i already higher than I would say consensus typically when you look at Michael Gallup and he's a player that I've, I've been attempting to acquire, not necessarily in like one for one swaps, whether it's another player or a pick, but maybe a package deal, because I do think overall he is undervalued by the dynasty community. So that is going to be the interesting part. So you're thinking his value drops. And because of that, you're looking to move off of him today. Mm-hmm. I mean, if it is going to drop if they draft a wide receiver. But even at that point, I, I think it's going to be not even an overcorrection because I think it's already being overstated. It's like an over-overcorrection almost and keep bumping him down. Well, but that's how we play Dynasty, though, right? Is yeah. We could think that Gallup has a lot of value, is going to be good on the Cowboys next year, is going to be a wide receiver three in your fantasy leagues. If the rest of the community doesn't see it and isn't going to value him as such, then that's his value, whether we agree with that value or not. Well, then at that point in time, I will be looking to go out and acquire even more so because I do, I do believe in Michael Gallup. So I, from the the prompt itself, the thought the Dallas Cowboys add a wide receiver early in the NFL draft, Michael Gallup's injury, does he come back to start the season? Is he 100%? How does that play out? So I, the the value wise i do think you're spot on and uh, dan i don't know how you can disagree with it from a value perspective so i see why he went with gallup and i think to all our picks tonight we are guessing who these teams are going to pick based on probability mitch is putting his chips all in and saying dallas is taking a receiver the burke storyline does make sense i'll give mitch that piece there but I threw out the challenge because I just don't think my Dallas Cowboys are going to take a wide receiver. I think they've just pegged themselves in such a need for left guard that they have to do something on that offensive line. They're they're a team that 
got dismantled in the playoffs by the Niners because of their line play primarily. And they lose Connor Williams, who was terrible anyway, and have no replacement. I, I don't think Connor McGovern couldn't beat him out, and that's who they have left on their depth chart. They lose Lyle Collins at right tackle. Terrence Steele will go there, and I think he'll do a formidable job. But now they don't have a swing tackle either. So they've got two big holes at offensive line they've got to fix. Now, I don't know if they think, hey, we're going to wait and see who falls to us in the draft, and we'll pick up a free agent. Maybe O-line at that point. It is a deep O-line draft. So I know, you know, our listeners might make that argument and say, hey, you can't pass up a Traylon Burks, our big receiver. But I think they do. I think they have to fix that O-line and their, you know, expensive investment in Dak Prescott and protect him, or else I think they're in for another long season. And I think Michael Gallup is, to JB's point of believing in him, is going to end up healthy and going to be a big performer for the Cowboys. And I think it's going to be the Lamb, Gallup, and Dalton Schultz show. The more I think about Dalton Schultz, he's starting to rise up my ranks a little bit because I just think that is a big part of Callum Moore's offense, just like it was Jason Witten, and he has put up the biggest stats last year since Jason Witten. So I think that those three are a nice trio, and James Washington will pick up a little bit of slack. Mitch, I don't know if you saw my note in the chat earlier, but I ran through and I we finished our preliminary mm-hmm. projections. And I, I say it, it's almost like a surprise to you, Mitch, and to clarify there... Mitch goes through several teams. I go through several teams. We make sure things align. But now it's the back and forth for how long. Oh, we're going to argue about some of them. Yeah. You know, and we look at the historical data and the the way the positional groups and the coaching tendencies, quarterback tendencies, and things like that. So there is back and forth, but that's available on the Dynasty Theory Patreon. And it is free if you want to check it out for the rest of April. And you get to take part in the... NFL draft show, the the watch party. So that's going to be a good time. But anyway, I bring up the projections because Dalton Schultz higher than I thought he was going to come out. Yeah. And I know it's crazy to think, JB, how is he higher than you thought when he had a fantastic 2020, a fantastic 2021? But Dan bringing him up, thinking that is going to be that three-headed monster with a healthy gallop. And then Dalton Schultz and, of course, CD Lamb. But Dan, let me ask you then, because from from your perspective, then you're going out and acquiring Michael Gallup today. Are you? I am still. I hate to say this, but I'm worried about my Cowboys. I'm not necessarily acquiring him. I want CD Lamb. I mean, I think there's more of a ceiling for Lamb. I think he's the guy that's got to step up and, and and take that big wide receiver role. As I just mentioned, Dalton Schultz is something someone I think I'm going to start targeting a little bit more, and then Gallup would kind of be the third of those guys that I'd be having some interest in, but I'm still a little bit concerned about the Dallas offense, the way they kind of went out last year. And I need to see, I need to see some O-line improvements to feel a little bit better. I've talked about this previously, but I want the Cowboys. James Washington was fine, you know, getting that outside receiver, but it is still James Washington. I would love to see them get a big body receiver to throw on the outside. I want to push CD lamb back to that slot. If at all possible, he really came out of the slot a lot, very often, to start 2021 and as the season progressed and then there were injuries of course but Cedric Wilson took over that slot work and CD Lamb got pushed to the outside and that's kind of when we saw the numbers go down a little bit and it had to do a little bit with the offensive line play Dak not necessarily having the time to hit CD Lamb when he's not coming out of the slot but I want CD to be pushed back in to the slot for selfish reasons and for our CD Lamb uh shares so Mitch last question on Michael Gallup what rookie pick in 12 team super flex leagues are you moving off of him for right now 
pre-NFL draft because you firmly believe they go wide receiver in the first two rounds? 209. Whoa, I'll buy. Same. Holy cow. 209? 209. What, should I went 206? Is that better? I mean, of course it's better, but still, <laughs> I'll buy a 209. I know you will. I know. Look, I've bought these wide receivers in the same kind of profile before in previous years for a second, and it never works out well. Well, that's going to be, that is, we're drawing the line in the sand because you know several people listening, they're going, yeah, I want nothing to do with Gallup because I believe what Mitch is saying is correct. And then you have people like Dan, who seems like he's in the middle a little bit. And then there's going to be 95% of the listeners thinking, JB, I'm with you, buddy. I'm riding with you. You're watching on YouTube. You see the video. You see Michael Gallup jersey right back there. Yeah, <laughs> you know, let's go. This show's and, uh, horrible for me because I actually get offers based off like this advice. And so like I will wake up in the morning and I'll have like the 210 offered for me for Gallup. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, ha, I have it out because I said 209. But then someone will send me the 209. I'm like, well, instant accept. Just have I always I always say I, I know exactly who listens to the show, which league mates mm-hmm. and, and which don't. Because based on their offers, like if I have Michael Gallup and I get an offer of 209 from my Michael Gallup, I'm like, you didn't listen to the freaking show. Because you know I wouldn't accept that. Uh, Anthony Lurs in the chat Mitch must have no Gallup shares. Is that accurate? No, I have I have quite a few, actually. All right. But he does have a lot of late seconds, Greg says, and that's because Mitch traded for him. He did not fall into any late wow. picks. All right. Dan, get the listeners on the right track here, please. Which track are we talking about? A new player? or Yeah, a new player. We, get, Michael new Gallup player. for a 209. Holy cow. So as I'm diving through these top-ranked rankings that I have, all right, and I'm going through players trying to see, like I threw that in there, I'm going through players who, okay, who's going to draft someone that could impact a player? And we were talking a little bit pre-show. It was it was a little it was a lot harder for me this year than a year ago because I'm not high on this draft and I don't see as many veteran players being impacted as I do a year ago. So I'm grinding and I landed at the, the Los Angeles Chargers and Keenan Allen and Mike Williams. If I could even throw them both out there, because we're all on the Herbert train. We love Herbert. We, you know, Chargers are trending up, love that offense. And I'm going to look at Keenan Allen, who's always ends up going pretty high. Like he's like somewhere, what, in the second tier wide receivers, maybe that, you know, 13 to 20 something range, 24 range, somewhere in there he'll go. And Mike Williams is maybe, you know, a few spots after that, maybe the next, next group of guys. Probably the the early to mid thirties. Yeah. Catching up with age. And there's something still missing about that offense. And I really believe they are going to get one of these stud wide receivers. Guyton's gone. They keep saying they need another guy. Keenan's, you know, they want to get another weapon for Herbert. They built defense big time in the off season here. They, you know, got Khalil Mack and improved the defense. I feel this team is one of them that's going to draft one of those best upper echelon wide receivers. And it's going to cut in because defenses are going to start adjusting. Like they're, 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 they're not going to let you beat them with Keenan. They know Mike Williams could beat him deep. And I think some rookie could really step up and take some carries away and devalue those two guys a little bit. Not necessarily because of Jalen Guyton. 
Um, no, no, but I'm but, saying that like no, no, that, no. But that's I'm, who they were relying on a year ago, and that's pretty bad. They need but, help. But he is still there. He's on that roster here in 2022. So I'm. I'm I think their B writers are. They're looking to replace him. Like they, they, I know, but I'm saying I just want to clarify because the way you said it. It sounded as if Jalen Guyton wasn't there. And I don't want to spend too much That's time fair. on Jalen Guyton of all Very people. Important. But this comes down to the same thing. And I feel like I'm taking crazy pills here. I need to be the voice of reason. People were lower on Michael Gallup in general, at least where compared to how I value him. And Keenan Allen and Mike Williams, they're tough sells as is too. So like if you're looking to move off of them, I think for the most part, you got to take that discounted price today. Even if you don't believe the chargers draft a wide receiver, do you see what I'm saying? I mean, there's Herbert charger buyers out there that I think will pay a good value now. And in the, the chat, the task that you gave us was who do you want to move now? Cause we believe their value is going to go down after the draft. I just, but I, that- I, I only wanted you to answer that question. If it's something I agree with Dan, <laughs> <laughs> come on. Uh, one he operates, Mitch. Yeah, of course. But I'm moving I, the goalposts. I completely agree with Dan on this one. And but like John, you mentioned, like their price is lower already, right? Yep. It is. What's going to happen when they bring in a first round rookie? Which I complete. If I could, you know, make a bet here in Utah, which I'm not allowed to do because fun is outlawed here. If I could, and I could <laughs> bet like the Chargers draft a wide receiver, that would be the most sure bet that I think I could make because I do believe they bring someone in. The dynasty community is going to cut the value from Allen. Allen's going to be 29 or 30 this season. I don't remember which. He turns 30 in eight days. And people don't like Mike Williams in the first place. So this is going to hurt him. So if you want to keep him on your roster because they are still going to produce for your teams, they're going to be Adam Thielen at this point. Like you just aren't going to be able to move them. They're going to be better for your roster, but you will never be able to get value out of them after that pick happens. That's why I think Dan's right, and you do try to move them before this draft. So uh, 110 in 2022, 12-team Superflex or Keenan Allen? Do you move off of your Keenan Allen shares for that? We did that trade. I did that with you like two months ago. We did. What was that offer again? (laughs) What was it? 110 for Keenan Allen. I acquired Keenan Allen in that trade, if you cannot tell from this conversation. Mm Mm-hmm. And I, you know, even in this week draft, I'd be enticed by 110 and the talent that's there. Love it. But then we always talk about like, like Keenan Allen is one of those assets that has been aging quite gracefully. He has. And I just think in the dynasty world, him and Mike Williams probably just received their last big contracts and the Chargers have an opportunity to get their, get their future number one. And the dynasty world is going to love a new shiny toy with Justin Herbert. Oh man. I guess my thing is I, and this is going to be a huge whiff, so I'm going to say it, and I, it guarantees that they do, in fact, draft a wide receiver, but I don't think the Chargers go that direction early in the draft. They have two first-rounders. I don't think they go that don't direction. They? I think I'm wrong there. Son of a... I thought they did. Maybe I'm wrong here. Pretty sure they do. Pull it up here. Yeah. Honestly, Keenan Allen and Mike Williams weren't on my radar to be included in this conversation, but a lot of it is like from, from that market perspective, that value perspective, uh, Salazar says, don't forget about Josh Palmer. He's been forgotten. Salazar. No, I like, they only have one, but they're going to use that one on a wide receiver. Did I yeah. see a mock? Uh, some, 
somebody, I think they had Garrett Wilson, a mock had, but then Wilson, I mean, he'll probably be gone by then. I've heard a um, lot of Chris Olave there. Yeah. Uh, Greg in the chat, I'll take Keenan on a contender. Yeah. I, I'm, but here's the thing. So if, if we are, let's say Cowboys go receiver, Gallup's price goes down, Chargers take receiver, Mike Williams or Keenan Allen, their price goes down. I, I that's maybe when I pounce then and I look to acquire. Uh, but now it's weighing that those these hypotheticals. What what do we we're bust on the crystal ball? What do we think happens? So this is what you, you do gotta, this week before the draft. You know, you, gotta, so you, we're, you have to we're figure it out. Now. Yeah, and you have to hope that in any of these situations, you have somewhat active league mates that you don't have to ping in the chat every single day. Hey, you have an offer for me still? I know I'm like that annoying little gnat that people are trying to hit away, but I'm trying to get deals done, guys. All right, so Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, Mike Williams, or let's go cross positionally here for you, Dan. Mike Williams, or where did he go? All right, Miles Sanders. You pick an eagle again. I'll go. I'll go with Mike Williams. Miles Sanders every day of the week. Yeah. Man. Okay, this is a segue into my my person then. Mitch, Mike Williams, or James Connor? James Connor. Connor. James Connor, and, and I have the receipts for this, but we had talked about it, and Kyle's in our our Discord. He brought this up, and it was a, a an action item for me that I actively went out. I think it was two and a half weeks ago at this point. I actively went out and looked to move him, and I was packaging up with a first for a bump in the first round or a second for a bump up into the first. A situation like that. And I think I unloaded four or five shares, but he like, there's no way there's no way they roll into the season with James Conner and Eno Benjamin. There is no way. Yeah. What if they do a fifth round rookie? Do you care then? Well, you know how I feel about fifth round. Rookie That's running what back. my question was, right? So you're saying they're going to draft one in the first three rounds. I could see a late day two guy. Day two's the second. They're not going to use a second round pick on him. No, they use rounds two and three. I'm I'm dumb. Just ignore me, man. Well, listen, we've been talking about this draft party for how long, and you're still. Oh my god. I know it's rough. Hey, there's only a few running backs out there to grab that I think that could scare me off of a guy. So if you don't get one of those like three <laughs> running backs, you know, I think I think you're out of luck. So, but you it, don't even. Oh, hold on. I, Is James Conner going to have a worse year than he had last year? with Chase Edmonds on the team when they bring in a rookie this upcoming season? Only if it's a stud. For me, it's not. Like James Conner, we know how fragile his value is. We've seen it. We've seen it play out. Mm -hmm. And it it could change like that. The drop of a hat, they could end up uh, going running back with the 87th overall pick here in the third round. But then not only that, James Conner, he did get that three-year contract. And I, I know that's, that's you know, exciting as dynasty managers. That's what we're looking for. But there is that injury history. There is. And I'm not going to say a, a, anybody is injury prone, but it's popped up from him time to time. And I always ask the question, how much of that is related to his his treatment? You know, like, you know. Did, um, didn't you say Mike Williams or James Conner? But you're like bringing up James Conner injury history. 
but like not including Mike Williams always being injured. I, I think Connor. Hold, might... hold on. Can, I, can I get a word in? <laughs> You've had the whole show, John. Before we went on the air, Dan said, "JB, I hope you're ready to talk because we need we need some energy here because you guys were oh hey hey what's going on? <laughs> Somebody's got to bring some life to the show. I see. I so see. what I'm saying, listen, I'm not saying it's only because of the injury history, but if let's say the Chargers bring in a wide receiver, the Cardinals bring in a running back." Whose value is hurt more? James Conner, if they go with a third-round running back. What if it's like Beatty, though? What if it's a pass-catching guy that's probably not going to affect Conner as much? Like, I agree. If it's someone like Zamir White going in there, I'm like, those play styles are too close together. I'm going to worry about Conner at that point. But if I, mean, I see the- them bringing in a pass-catching one. And that, that could be the case, but then it still caps his upside. Is he going to land in the end zone 18 times again? At least 20. Oh, come on. And I, it, listen, I, I hope I hope I'm wrong because I still have so much James Conner. Here's, but I'm going to I'm gonna hedge my bet. I'm not going to let Dan get a word in yet. No, JB, uh, JB, here's the problem, JB. But they, listen, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hedge my bet still, all right, and, and get rid of the unnecessary risk in my mind. But they're not going to pick a running back at twenty three, and they don't pick again. And they don't pick again at fifty five. So Brees Hall is going to be gone. Kenneth Walker is going to be gone. Does Isaiah Spiller last that long? And and maybe we worry a little. Anyone after Isaiah Spiller, I don't even care about. I uh, Mitch is so right. If those those running backs are gone and Arizona is on the clock, none of those running backs are a threat that's as good or better than Chase Edmonds. Is James Conner's value going to be higher or lower? Well, I'll, I'll give you the benefit of the doubt. Let, let's say they don't, they're not going to go running back in the first two rounds. So I, I think that's crazy to think that, but I still believe they go in the third round with a running back. But let's say for the sake of this, they don't go running back mm-hmm. in eight months. Is James Conner's value? Is there like, why not cash out now at a, a an inflated price? as opposed to guys that you both have been bringing up that have a deflated price. Connor could win you a league this year. If he's, if he's healthy, we know that's a big if, but when he was healthy last year and he, when he was healthy in Pittsburgh, he's a stud, you know, I mean, could Arizona be better is, is the biggest question there, but I would roll the dice on Connor and, and even Miles Sanders. I think depending on how your roster is. Yeah. That running back has more value than the, than probably the receiver Mike Williams. I just, I'm a little anti-Eagles and them playing three, four different backs all the time. All right, John, I have a question for you. In eight months, how many running backs in the league are going to have a higher value than they have now that aren't rookies coming into the league this year? All right, so our next player that we're going to talk And John is changing the rules here too, Mitch, because he, he, they're not going to get a back to replace if you know, If you go back and listen – as I was spitting out that question, I, I was slowing down and I was stumbling <laughs> through it because I, I know, I know it's a, it's a loaded question. And of course, very few running backs, you know, maybe 20% overall have a higher value. You know, if they're ranked in the top 30 today, maybe 20%, but James Conner, if I can cash out and eliminate that risk and hedge my bet, we always talk about the way I try to, to, uh, minimize the risk, right? That's what I'm looking to do with James Conner. And I'm not saying Mike Williams is a safe bet, but if both teams 
add to their respective position groups, Mike Williams value will be a little bit more stable than James Conner. And that's, that's a certainty. I like it. I like it. So we've talked about these old players, right? I want to bring up a young one, Brandon Ayuk. And the reason for this again, isn't his talent. He's 24 going into the season. He's was looking really good at the end of last season. I'm very afraid of what that offense is going to look like. I think it's going to be closer to the Baltimore Ravens a few years ago to where when Lamar Jackson was throwing 400 pass attempts in a season. And I think that could be really close to what Trey Lance does his first year. So if that happens, you have Kittle, you have Debo. I really worry. I mean, we've looked at the Lamar offenses before and we're like, you know, we like with a one guy there, right? There's always been one. I don't think there's going to be three. And right now, everyone loves Debo. Everyone loves Kittle. And people still really are high in Ayuk. I just don't think that offense will be able to sustain three of them. And so for that reason, I think it's a great chance to get off on him now because I don't think he's doing anything for you that 30 other wide receivers can't in the league this upcoming season. But I think you could get probably top 25 value for him. What's 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 the difference between this and that and the Steelers? Like like we're oh like, I'm out of on the Steelers guys too. <laughs> like, like you know like, like Big Ben didn't light the world on fire. I'm not worried about Trubisky replacing him. Jimmy Garoppolo wasn't anything special last year. Ben threw the ball 640 times last year. Yeah, that's the it's just the amount of passing volume volume. Yeah. Now we have a question. This kind of ties into what I was gonna throw out as my follow up. What if what if Debo holds out? What if what his brother is saying on social media and it's Facebook of all places? Who's yeah, who's like on Facebook anymore? Yeah, who's picking up the these tidbits on Facebook? But apparently Debo Samuel's brother is commenting on things like Debo's asking for a trade. Yeah. I I will <laughs> see. But that this is one situation out of all the players we've talked about so far tonight. This is one that I can get on board with, even though. I am higher overall from a dynasty perspective on Brandon Ayuk than most. And that's one guy in my tears in our discord, in our Patreon chat that at least once a week, somebody's like, JB is, is like packy. Is Brandon Ayuk supposed to be there. <laughs> yeah. You son of a, he is supposed to be there. Okay. But going through our projections and this is still preliminary. There's going to be some tinkering. On a per game basis, we have them coming in at wide receiver 44. Tech, yeah. 44. Yeah. And it's pretty preliminary because we haven't talked about the amount of pass attempts we have for Lance on that right now. I'm think thinking it's, it's probably a little high. You think it's high? I do. We have them close to 500. And that's that's four, pretty high four, for Lance. 490 over 17. Like we, we also have these guys, like the quarterbacks right now, we have projected out. At, at 17 games. Mm-hmm. Feels so high to me. I don't know. But anyway, so Brandon Ayuk, I, I actually do think that's a that's a decent name here. But again, for the most part, if I, I saw a, a trade poll on Twitter, it was like, should I move two seconds for Brandon Ayuk? Like, that's kind of where the value is, though. So the, the hope is then you don't necessarily think anything happens in the draft. No, not at all. But what if there is a little bit more smoke here with Debo Samuel? That is the opportunity then if you're looking to get out from Ayuk. And do I think any of that happens? Maybe 10% chance. Yeah, I can see it. But for the most part, I know that our 
coming in super low, like 11 and a half points per game in PPR for 2022. But still from a dynasty perspective, I, a guy that I, price dependent that I'm still trying to gobble up. Yeah. I mean, you're looking at Mitch is trying to get rid of top 25 receivers tonight. I'm trying to get rid of guys that I don't think are going to be top 25 receivers or, or on their way on the decline. He should only get better each year. And I do believe in Trey Lance. Maybe it's not this year. So maybe if you're just projecting out this year, Mitch, okay. I, I could see that. And I can see how you're saying that those uh, passing attempts are a little bit high, but we're playing dynasty. I, I think he could still be solid this year. He figured things out the second half of last year and I love his future. So give me, give me Ayuk. But it's not like this isn't an anti Trey Lance thought. It's a volume issue. So you need, you need, he needs to take advantage of his reps. Remember, I was the one the that was high on and... Trey Lance on this podcast back in like March of last year. I ain't feeling that right now, Mitchell. I'm not feeling that from you. Right. I understand. <laughs> I understand. There. There's a follow up question. Do we feel the same? Well, I guess, yeah, Mitch and I, do we feel the same way about George Kittle? I think this is another one. Like like the Trey Lance situation, even though he, you know, essentially was worth three first-round picks in the NFL draft, he ha- had a lot of hype from a dynasty and fantasy perspective overall. It's the, the volume concern is there for all these assets. You're already having people coming out saying, Debo Samuel is a guy that I don't want at cost in 2021 or what year is it 2022 Brandon Ayuk Mitch is saying at cost I don't want him I think a lot of people feel that way about George Kittle so if you're in a tight end premium league especially the two PPR that we take part in a lot like the safe league formats I actually because I think a lot of that offense with the minimal passing attempts we see it's still going to funnel through George Kittle it's the same reason we weren't looking to fade Mark Andrews necessarily, mm-hmm. even though we saw that massive uptick here in 2021. But George Kittle, so to answer that question flat out, no, I'm not looking to move George Kittle because of you know the stuff that we talked about with Brandon Ayuk, because I still think it funnels through Mr. Kittle. And it's another player with a deflated cost. Like I'm trying I was coming to the plate here tonight trying to think of guys that Mitch, what are you gonna say? I know the three names you have on the list, John. You can't get no more deflated than Ryan Ryan Tannehill and Matt Ryan. I'm sorry. I can't let you go with that on this show. You know, I want to bring these good players. Let me tell you why you should be moving Matt Ryan right now. JB's trying to move his quarterbacks, you know, after the show tonight. He's trying to create some value, I think. Oh my god, I'm I'm sweating right now. Oh my god. Uh well we'll get to my guys here in a minute, but Dan, who else do you have after Britt and Ayuk? Before I go to my next guy, just one last thought on George Kittle too. I I've learned to temper some expectations with Kittle. Like there was times where I had hopes of him being the tight end one, but I've tempered my expectations that in that Niners offense where there's going to be games where he's just going to block more and he's not going to blow up every week. But the alternative to Kittle is is not pretty when you go down those tight end rankings. So, hey, is he have the dream situation of a Kelsey in Kansas City? No, but I I would never want to pivot off him or get off him in any way, no matter who's quarterbacking or what the production is there. But when Um, you look at the top like six, seven, eight tight ends, George Kittle, like at cost, is still possibly one of the better values there. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that that that's my thought at least. All right, Dan. He's a beast. Next guy I'll bring up. Let's see who do we want to pull off the list here. 
I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with Terry McLaurin. I'm gonna. I'm gonna just stick on the receiver theme while, while while we're here, and then maybe we can get to other positions after from Mitch and I's list. But I could see like. Here's the thing with McLaurin. You know, I read different things. I feel different things. We're waiting for this breakout every single year. And then they go and get Carson Wentz. Not saying he's terrible. Not saying he's not going to have some good games with McLaurin. He will. But I don't think Wentz is the long-term answer. I do see Washington drafting a, a potentially drafting a stud receiver. I do see Curtis Samuel getting healthy and being better again. I do still think there's some believers in McLaurin. I would like to move him before the draft. I I could see them picking up a stud and there's that part of me that just wonders if he's ever going to be that breakout ceiling player we, we ever hoped uh, i like to trade him to someone who does have that high ceiling hope and get rid of a washington commander mclaurin is another guy that over the last few weeks i have been acquiring i've been pivoting off of higher end wide receivers from mclaurin plus uh i don't think any of the moves really centered around me packaging up for McLaurin, but it was always coming down and then getting additional assets. We always talk about the wide receiver position position as a group though, right? And how deep it is and the overall difference. Like I'm, I'm, I have our projections up between wide receiver 36 and 18 on a per game basis. It's like a 1.8 point per game difference. Like it is minimal and really most likely is not winning or losing you any additional games. The point in bringing that up, McLaurin is in that range for us right now in these preliminary projections. So from a shorter term outlook, I agree with you. But again, if I can pivot off of somebody that we're looking at, like if I can move a Debo Samuel for Terry McLaurin plus, and that's still a move I'm looking to make. It's still hedging my bet, something that I've talked about. You know, I brought up with James Conner. If I can move Jalen Waddle from McLaurin plus plus, and I, I think that's possible. But we talk about the short two, three year outlook here. You know, while Waddle or a, a Debo might be still an ascending asset or at least a stable asset, and McLaurin, the, the age people are bringing it up, obviously, he's going to be 27 years old. That is a concern already with the lack of that high ceiling that Dan brought up. But McLaurin's still a player that I'm interested in, even though I think a lot of people, Dan, do share that sentiment. So this is like like buying season for me, right? Sounds it's like, like it. yeah. it's like fishing with dynamite. Now we'll see. Come come this time next year. Did did you know was the dynamite too close and it hit me? And you know, we'll, we'll find out how the uh the aftermath plays out here but yeah somebody i'm still looking to acquire and, and he's a guy that could blow up that's one that i said that dynamite could go either way it most either most, way. most certainly with, with with terry mclaurin he's a talented guy but you know he came in a little bit older he's getting you know his dynasty years could could be moving quick you get longa thomas will come back healthy i could see them moving up with their second round pick or someone really good landing to him there you know terry mclaurin to me he just seems safe right and that's why I like him and why like I don't like him. I think if he's on my team, I'm like, okay, I'm good with that. But to me, he reminds me of like just a lesser version of Allen Robinson when he was on the Bears, right? It's just like yeah. you're happy to have him on your team, but you're happy Mitch to Trubisky's, have him. 
you're happy to have him on your team until you're not. Yeah, right. And it's like and we Carson saw Wentz Robinson. is throwing them the ball. Like Dan brought up, who's going to throw him the ball next year? Because it's not going to be Car- Carson Wentz. It's probably going to be a whole new coaching staff. And it, you just look at him, you're like, he'll be 27. But I still think he will get 1,000 yards, six touchdowns, probably close to 80 catches. And so he's going to give you the stats you want every single week. But I don't know if he's ever going to be the 100-catch, 1,300-yard guy to where we actually see a big value bump for him. So I do see why you'd want to move. But if anyone wants to keep him, I'm like, yeah, I completely get that too. All right, so adding additional context, Dan, you have Terry McLaurin on your roster. What are you looking to acquire? Like where, uh, straight up, would you take Leonard Fournette? Oh, that's a good one. I mean, that's a similar conversation, honestly, to our Mike Williams and James Conner. Yeah, you know, James Conner, Miles Sanders type guys. I'm gonna say it's roster dependent on what we need. I love Lenny. You know that. I'm glad he scored his next contract. I think he's gonna have a great season this year. But I think that's his last great contract. You're only gonna get a couple years. So I always lean a little bit towards that receiver that you could get six, seven years from. But if I need a running back, Lenny would be a good guy to get. I'd be a little more looking to try to trade to a receiver that has more long-term potential. Maybe someone's low on right now. Can I work out some package deal and get an Elijah Moore, Jerry Judy, um, just more upside, younger. I, I would want to go in some, some sort of direction like that. Michael Pittman, my boy. You do like Michael Pittman. Very quickly, the, the Brandon Ayuk cell window has closed because Debo Samuel's brother now says he was just joking around, guys. <laughs> That's breaking news. Debo Samuel's brother now says he was just joking around. Wow. Wow. So, okay. So maybe Debo, I know maybe they do work things out here, but you you talked about Dan mentioned, you mentioned like Terry McLaurin for like an Elijah Moore, Michael Pittman type trade. I see that's, that's the market inefficiency for me that we talk about every week on the pivot point. I, I prefer Terry McLaurin to Michael Pittman. I prefer him to Elijah Moore, to be honest with you. But I think I'm in the minority there. So if you're looking to move McLaurin for one of those two, I think you have to add a little bit. And it's something I wouldn't be willing to do. And I'm talking about McLaurin. I'm I'm on the other side here from Dan. But I still have him like in that wide receiver 18 range for dynasty purposes. So don't don't sit there thinking, oh, JB hasn't top 12. No, no, that's not the case. But we all know from like wide receiver, I mean, there's like uh, several big tiers. So you can maneuver any which way you want. And if you don't like McLaurin, there are pivot opportunities. But, you know, maybe I'll be on the other side of that that trade if anybody's looking to move them. All right, John, <laughs> tell us about these awesome players that you are bringing for us. <laughs> okay, listen, listen, listen. Man, you guys are keeping me in check. How, like, jeez. <laughs> Normally, I I just ramble and ramble and ramble, and you guys are like, all right, JB, shut up. Like, I'm not going to challenge you on this one. But Mitch is coming, full blown fisticuffs, ready to go. Okay, so these two guys, it's not because they have an inflated value. BS on that one, JB. BS. But there is potential for either of these teams to pursue a quarterback in the first round. It's Ryan Tannehill and Matt Ryan. And again, I have been attempting. This, it's been a different John the last month or so, right? Yeah, I've been 
packaging up, looking to get into that upper tier of quarterback. And I've been, I've been coming in strong with a lot of offers. Some people might say some of the offers weren't great, but I, I've had a lot of success in packaging up and even moving off of Ryan Tannehill in a lot of situations. But to a lot of people, it's like he has a negative value. So trying to get off of either of those guys, again, it's hedging my bet. It's calculating the risk there. Do they like if either of those teams and I got to make sure I have the right team now with Matt Ryan, the Colts or the Titans go quarterback, their value shot, like shot, shot, shot. Right now it's just shot, but add a few more in there. So that is my thought there with Ryan Tannehill and Matt Ryan getting them off of my roster, selling it what even could be a discount. Like we, Mitch, you and I were getting questions from Tim and we were talking about Mac Jones and like Tannehill plus a late first. And we're both like, we just don't want to acquire Ryan Tannehill mm-hmm. like value. Yeah. the You, you put it into uh, an analyzer. Sure. It's probably going to say, go with the Ryan Tannehill side, but just somebody that I do not want any more shares of because him, Matt Ryan, I know, uh, Dan, you thought of maybe Jalen Hurts to a lesser extent, Mariota and Trubisky, lower value players there, but they're all guys who are very fragile value-wise. And now if you look at the sports books, there's five quarterbacks that have that minus in front of their odds. Is it going to come to fruition? Probably not. But there is money going on those quarterbacks in the first round. I think there's a lesser chance of those two teams taking a quarterback than like Dallas taking a receiver. Like I could see Mitch's scenario earlier coming to fruition, a better case scenario that than either of these quarterbacks in this, this draft getting replaced. I, think I don't have a flag. This is my flag. This is a Listen. week, a week, week, week quarterback draft and anyone worth their weight in gold is going to be gone before these teams could get them or they're Listen. not going to take them when they can. But this goes down to if the Cowboys draft a wide receiver, Michael Gallup, his value may come down a little bit, but he's not, as Mitch always says, dust. But they could draft a receiver. The the Titans aren't looking for a quarterback in this draft. They still want to win now. His value is not going to go down after this weekend. If if anything, these guys are going to get weapons, and and maybe they'll be better. Mitch, you understand what I'm saying, Uh right? I don't think Dan's picking up on anything I'm saying because he's thinking about what he's going to say next. If the Cowboys draft a receiver, you can have more than one receiver on the field. Michael Gallup is not going to be completely obsolete. Whereas if the Titans or the Colts, if they draft a quarterback, they're not playing super flex out there, Dan. Tannehill or Ryan, their ass is going to the bench sooner rather than later if they go with a quarterback. You're trying to make Madden trades now because let me tell you, the Colts are all in on Matty Ryan, and he's not like Philip Rivers. He's got a couple years in him. So they're not taking a quarterback in this year's draft. The Titans are going to roll with Tannehill. They're not taking a quarterback in this year's draft. And when I say not taking a quarterback, I don't mean they might not take one late, some flyer on some fourth, fifth guy that's not going to pay. That's not even going to pan out. I'm talking first round. They're not taking a first round quarterback. So, So I think what needs to happen here, is in the next week in the Discord, we're gonna need to come up with a bet between you two. But here, on, but 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 again, I want odds because I'm gonna tell you why I, I want odds. I understand odds. I want odds because what what are the odds here, Dan? Give me a percentage. Tennessee's picking 26th. They are not replacing Ryan Tannehill with with their 26th pick in the next couple of years. 
I have a garbage can in my garage that could replace Ryan Tannehill today. <laughs> Jeez, oh man. And I, I can see You weren't that saying that a year ago. I know, and I should have been for crying out loud. Maybe that's why I'm so bitter. But right now, if you, so you're saying Ryan Tannehill fine. Who who is more likely to take a quarterback in the first round? Not neither, but who is more likely, Dan? The Titans or the Colts? When, when's the Colts picking here? I'm trying to which Colts aren't picking a quarterback in the first round either, but but just who who has a lot higher likelihood here? Colts don't even have a first round pick. Nope. So so there answers that question right there. Uh, the what? Titans for 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 a million. <laughs> <laughs> Hardy well, har har. I uh, hope you guys are having a really great Tuesday. Okay. <laughs> I think this is a great show to be honest with. <laughs> Oh, the humor. They may so, trade up. They may trade up. They could. Anything's right, possible, right, so, John. Right, anything's right, possible. So, so listen. So let's Ooh. say the Titans. Let's say the Titans. Let's say it's a 20% chance, okay? Let's just say. And Ryan Tannehill's value is, give me a, a number, a, a, a hundred, okay? His, his value is a hundred. And there's a 10% chance they draft a quarterback. He's going from a hundred to close to zero. Whereas the Cowboys... Let's say there's a 30% chance they take a wide receiver in the first. Michael Gallup is not going from ex- we're, we're supposed to be giving our listeners likely chances, probable. Like you're 10%, John. Like the, the odds okay. of them not taking I, an I, offensive lineman at 26 is like slim to none for the Titans. They need to I, win this year and they need to protect their quarterback and create lanes for Derrick Henry because that was what was missing last year. I am not saying it's a 10% chance. I'm saying if you were to pick a percentage because you think it is so unlikely, I am just saying that if the bottom drops out for either of them, it drops out fast. It drops to zero. At some point, that bottom is going to drop out fast, but it's not going to be this year. Okay, okay, okay. I will say I don't think the Titans are going to do it, but if they do, I actually don't think Tannehill's value will drop to zero. I think it'll drop to Wentz-ish levels. Because it's already a Wentz. I don't think it's going to get much worse. That's my thing. Is like Carson Wentz is a starting quarterback in the league. Sam Darnold might be a starting quarterback in the league this upcoming season. <sighs> Ryan Tannehill is going to have a starting job. Like there just aren't enough <laughs> quarterbacks to be good. Like there just aren't. And so someone is going to. Drew Locke right now has a starting job in the NFL. Ryan Tannehill's going to start if the Titans draft someone. I'm so I'm so (laughs) I'm just flustered right now, guys. I'm flustered. This is (sighs) I see your angle, JB. I see your angle. You know, if they did something crazy and went up and got a Malik Willis or Desmond Ritter or Kenny Pickett, maybe could be any of the. Okay, 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 Mitch. Let me let me ask. So, yeah, the the Colts they do have that that early second uh, forty two, mm-hmm. and you know how I feel about second round quarterbacks. But still, what if they would go Sam Howell at forty two? I, the problem is Matt Ryan has such a low. He's probably what an early second at this point. To where I think yeah, even right if Sam Howell is drafted the Colts, people are going to assume, oh, Matt Ryan is going to finish out his two year contract. And then Howell's going to take over after that. That's but I do agree that it out. is going to drop down Matt Ryan's value. So moving off of him now is good. 
But the thing is, I was like, I'm actually willing to go out and get some outride right now because of how low his value is. But you want nothing to do with the Carson Wentz who you sat there and bashed in the chat relentlessly. Because only one team in the NFL is willing to have Carson Wentz on their team. There's lots of teams that would be willing to have Matt Ryan as their starter. There's no, da- there's no data to back that up. And one team's position to win. I don't have Colts. a spreadsheet for it, John. I'm sorry. Matt Ryan's got a very good team around him. Carson Wentz has got a lot of question marks in Washington. To Mitch's point, that thing could blow up really quick. Now, are those question marks bigger in Washington because they're in Dallas's division? Is your bias seeping through right now? Have you watched the NFC East? I, I have been talking about my concerns about Dallas to start this, this podcast here, okay? The whole NFC East is on notice, all right? But Coach Rivera, to Mitch's point, not the Cowboy fan point, to, to, to Mitch's wise point, could be fired in a year, and this whole thing blows up. So I'm not a Carson Wentz believer. I'm not a believer in that town around him. So I, I, I'm not He's younger. He's younger. I, I'd say that. But I think we need to put Carson Wentz, Matt Ryan, Ryan Tannehill, all in the same. Oh, yeah. I don't want Matty Ryan because he's old. You know, we know we have the age discrimination piece. I don't want to get stuck with him on my roster when it's time to, to go, unless I have some depth and some young guys around him. Hey, then I'll so ride what him for you a couple di- what years. Are you dis- what are you disagreeing with then? So if you, if you have Matt Ryan on it's your team. It's not the roles right- you set to start the show. You says, who are we? Wh- who do we want to trade this week? Yes, Matt Because their Ryan. value is going to go down draft day. Matt, Matt Ryan's Ryan. value is not going down draft day. So if you are you buying Matt Ryan then? No, you just said you're not. So if you I'm not buying me, or selling. So but if I'm not you, selling. There, there has to be that point of indifference. If you have somebody like me who is going to sell Matt Ryan at a discount. At a discount. You would you you wouldn't give me your 204 for Matt Ryan? That sounds like a smash for somebody with all the confidence in the world over there in Scranton PA. It depends who's off the board at 204. This is a weak draft. So I, I would take Matt Ryan for 204 if just a couple guys that, you know, I think may follow me. If they don't follow me, heck yeah, give me that. Give me that. Two, give me Matt Ryan. It all depends who's there, JB. I just love how Dan's coming out, firing away. You win one draft contest and you just think. One in the country, you know, just saying. I mean, there, there's there's. It wasn't just it. one, really. It was like one in every position, and got like second in one of them. Right. So you you Thanks, you Chris. win that, you get Apollo Creed's autograph. You think you're just all high and mighty now, riding on your high horse. I just want to give the listeners the best advice, and you know, different different angles, different perspectives, so they can make their own educated decision. Like my. My advice wasn't the best advice. That's holy cow. All right. Uh, that's my list. Because even if I had more players, I, I'm being thrown through the, the fire tonight. So I'm At up. 55 minutes. Up. I think we're good and ready for the draft show next week. I, I am so excited. I am so excited. Uh, Dan, you do you have a few more players here? You want to? Did you? You had Trubisky on your list. And Zeke. I, had, I had Trubisky and Zeke as guys that I am concerned about their situations. Trubisky is a guy that I like, but that's a team that I could see drafting a quarterback high in Malik Willis, and that would tell me that writing could be on the wall because Trubisky's not a guaranteed to perform well. Um, I'm optimistic. I believe in the Steelers, but once I see them draft a Willis or somebody, I'd be concerned. So this is the week I would want to trade Trubisky so that doesn't happen. I don't get stuck with that. You're lucky I agree with you, and I've been trying to ship him off where I have him. So at least we're ending the show with a kumbaya moment. Mitch, do you have any other names you want to throw out real quick? I was just going to bring up Michael Carter, but that's a long discussion. <laughs> it's If they draft someone, he's in a lot of trouble. I love Michael Carter, though. 
So like, I'm not really looking to move him, but I think it's someone that like has a lower value right now, just because of all the smoke that is out there that they're going to bring someone else in. But the second that drafts over, and if they don't bring someone in the first four rounds, uh, it's all about Michael Carter again. There you go. Final thoughts. If you like the banter, if you like the back and forth, I'm telling you, the draft party is going to be fantastic. Tonight, this wasn't even, I'm drinking tea tonight. Next week, maybe, maybe a few beverages. I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't want to make any promises. But Dan, uh, Fantasy Nation draft champion, champion among us, what do you got for our listeners? Final thoughts here, episode 156. Final thoughts. Great momentum going into the draft tonight. I'm, I'm super excited. Um, you know, not not everything's been working out, though. You know, week one of the USFL football is in the books. Um, you know, I, I lost everything there. But the good news is DraftKings refunded it all back to me because they made an error on their end. I wonder if that was strategic to get people playing another week. Who knows? So that was fun, man. Got the DFS fix in. Doing a little underdog uh, fantasy drafts. I see getting a little buzz in our Discord there as well. Oh, Having a little going, fun there. Going. I know we got a Dynasty Theory promotion, I believe, with with underdog. And I uh, just can't wait for the rookie draft, guys. It's going to be a blast. Mitch? No, just can continue it. The rookie draft is, it's been fun the last two years that we've done it. And it's it's been a blast. It's going to continue to be a blast. We're going to have giveaways and all the fun stuff. So, you know, if you want to, come check it out. It's it's really, I was telling people at work, this is my Christmas. Like, people like care about Christmas. I mean, that's like cool and stuff. But this is like my real Christmas as a Lions fan. It's the NFL draft. I look forward to it every single year. Man, the just hopes and dreams are going to be dashed, especially across those first two days. How many times do you think in our draft party we hear I told you so. It's going to be nonstop. Nonstop. I'm it on repeat. I want to know how John's going to cope this year with so many linemen going in the first round and defensive players. That's what I want to know. I think John's going to be mini daddy sodas in there by the time the first offensive player goes. I'll be doing a shot every time there's a non-fantasy relevant person. <laughs> uh -oh, uh -oh. I'll make it until about 830 then. All right. We want to thank everybody for tuning in. Again, check out the show on... Man, I'm so I'm so frazzled still, guys. I'm I'm frazzled over here. Check out the show on Twitter and Instagram at Dynasty Theory FF. Check out the Patreon, check out the Discord, the projections, all that good stuff. If you are looking for any of those links, DM one of us, we'll get it over to you. For Mitch Sorensen, Dan Lamagna, I'm John Bauer. No show next week, but hopefully we see you for the draft party. See you, everybody.